You are now listening to Discover Your Potential with renowned radio talk show host and certified holistic practitioner, Cindy Gilman. So listen, participate, be inspired. Know that you can discover your potential. Here she is, Cindy Gilman. Well, thank you very much. And thank all of you for spending a part of your Sunday with us. We are streaming live worldwide. And I want to thank Doug with BBS Radio. I know sometimes he's a little shy. You want to say hi, Doug? Hi, everyone. Hi. (laughs) Now, I have heard that over the last two weeks, we've had almost 30,000 listeners. So I want to thank all of you for listening to the program, for this program is for you. I know there are many programs that I have done in the past that are up for you to listen to, but today we are streaming live, thanks to Doug and his uh, technological input, which uh, I am not very good with. (laughs) um, I'd like to start out by reading something, and then I will tell you about what I think is going to be an absolutely wonderful hour. This is called The Eagle's Prayer, and it's written by a member of the Blackfoot tribe. To those who have spirit eyes, I bring vision. To those who have spirit ears, hear my wings bringing to you gifts. Not all are granted to possess. I am wind warrior. I am eagle, guardian of vision, past and present. For those without vision of past earth people's gifts, gifts are without spirit. And without vision of future, earth people will be forgotten. To you, I bring spirit of earth, people encased and vibrant, but free-flowing and serene on the elements of earth, ground, which is clay, father tree, which is wood, and brother plant, formed in canvas. Their spirits are entrusted with our past impressed on, given to those with eyes to carry on our spirits, our souls, our memories for you. So that'll give you a little bit of an appetizer as to what today's program is about. If you'd like to call in, and you can, be polite, the number is 888-627-6008. Please give your real first name, or you may not get a real answer, and where you are calling from. Now, this is a very interesting month. This is National Native American Heritage Month, also known as American Indian Heritage Month, a time to celebrate the rich and diverse cultural traditions and history 
an achievement and important contribution the Indians make for our nation. It is also National Veterans Month, and uh, many veterans celebrations have been going on from Veterans Day on. In fact, there's a new duplicate of the Vietnam Wall that's just put been put up in Massachusetts. And I hope some of you who are local will be able to get to it and see it. I saw it after it was first created in Washington, D.C. And although I saw names of people that I went to college with, it was most impressive. For those of you who are listening, I hope you will gain some insight, some knowledge, some interest. And for those of you who would like to sponsor our program, you can go to my website, cindygilman.com, and someone will tell you how you can be a sponsor. Now, what better way to do this program today? I invited my dear friend and adopted spiritual brother, Gordon, to spend this hour with me. For Gordon, also known as Gordon Two Bears, represents both of these categories, the Native American heritage and culture and also the Veterans Month. Gordon was a veteran armed forces, actually a a lifetime member of the armed forces and a veteran. So, Gordon, thank you for spending this hour with me. You're very welcome, Cindy. Hello, everyone. It's good to have you here. I'm honored that you asked me to come on your show, Cindy. Pardon? I said I'm honored that you asked me to come on your show. Well, I'm honored that you said yes, and I know you bring to this program a wealth of information on both the Native American heritage, often called the Indian heritage, and your involvement with the armed forces and as a veteran. And I salute you and I thank you for your service. Well, thank you. You're welcome. You know, over the last several decades, people have become more and more interested, have more and more interest in the indigenous people or Native Americans. Um, I know many Native Americans don't like to be called Native American because before before the Europeans came here, there were various groups of tribes of people with different names. So perhaps you can tell us a little bit about that history. Well, you're you're absolutely correct. You know, before the 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 name as we currently know the land that we live in. The people knew themselves uh, by a lot of different names. Uh, for example, uh, here in the East Coast, where you and I are, uh, it was very common for the, uh, the the people to call themselves either the real people or mm-hmm. people of the first light, because they were the ones that saw the first dawning of of the light, uh, you know. Or they would call them themselves by some other name, you know. So as and as far as they 
you know, they were concerned that was the name and the place that they lived, you know, they they also called it many different names depending upon, you know, what their cultural beliefs were and what their upbringings were. And that uh, varied, uh, uh, you know, no matter where you went in uh, what is now the United States, everyone had their own creation stories on where they came from. And, you know, so it was, it was quite diverse, you know, so it's, it's quite amazing. But uh, they all realized that even though they would call themselves a people of a certain place, that they stood upon the same ground as a people in another place. The ground was connected. They understood that. Well, did they go by tribal names? Yeah, pretty much, yes. Um, they uh, uh, they were quite uh, segregated, if you will, in, in uh, their own uh, uh, nations. You know, and they had contact, of course, and traded and, uh, uh, you know, had interactions with other tribal uh, people. And it loosely affiliated itself along the language uh, that the people spoke, because there was many, many diverse languages across, uh, you know, the country, and there still are uh, in right. the natives. You know, you had Algonquin and you had Siouan language, and then you had... Uh, the languages of the, uh, the Southwest people and then the Northwest people and the Southeast people, they all had their own languages. And before it was even called America, this country, this, this country was called Turtle Island. Well, that was a common, uh, one of the, one of the, uh, the nation's uh, creation stories was that the uh, earth itself was uh, a turtle that was in the seas, mm-hmm. and that they lived on the back of the turtle. That's why they called it Turtle Island. Ah, that's something I just learned. Yeah, what are interesting. You... There's a lot of different pathways out there. And speaking of pathways, I know you've done a lot of writing, and I hope one day you'll write a book. You have something written about pathways. Well, yeah, it, uh, over the years, uh, and, and I'm getting up there in years now myself, but over the hey, years, you know, I've, I've actually traveled a lot of those pathways. <laughs> and uh, one, of the, uh, one of the things that I've done in, my, in, in, in one of the many hats that I wear, you know, as, a energy, uh, as an energy healer and as a, uh, uh, you know, a counselor and as a, non-denominational uh, ordained minister thing you, you talk with people and mm-hmm. people you know they they have questions and lots of times the questions are around their own individual path mm-hmm. and so I kind of put together a teaching uh, from understandings that I had and it was and it was in a in the format of a story and I call it the same different pathway mm-hmm. you want to hear it absolutely Okay. Well, this was written, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the date of this. This was written at least, uh, oh, wow, at least uh, 10 years ago, on the 1st of November, 2009. When we were both 21 years old. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) In the time of the beginning, the Creator, with all names, made a beautiful lake filled with the purest of spiritual water, to serve the needs of all that had been created upon the face of the earth. This water of life serves the spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical needs of all who come to drink of its goodness. 
all around this lake were created pathways in great numbers that led out into the world of the created so that all living things could have a way to travel to this lake of goodness on a pathway of their own choosing. It was in this manner that the created things could use the pathway best suited for their needs. For a long, long, long time, the created things walked upon their chosen pathway and received that which the Creator with all names gifted them and were happy and in harmony with all things. Then one day, one of the created people exclaimed that his pathway was the best way to go to the lake of goodness and that others should consider abandoning their own and using his pathway. Well, this led to discussions about the different pathways and the differences between those who used them. As this became more uh, prevalent, they became more defensive about their own pathway, and disagreements and confusion arose within the people, and there were arguments and disharmony in that which had been created. As each group of people decided which pathway was the only true pathway, they divided themselves into groups and divided from each other. It was in this way that they lost their understanding of how all pathways led from the uh, lake of goodness. They had let the pathway they walked become the center of their reason and took their eyes off the place all the pathways started. They had allowed themselves to become separated in perception only. For in thinking that the pathway started from where they stood, they forgot that the Creator, with all names, had started all pathways from the lake of the water of life, so that creation could be connected to the one source at all times. The people had forgotten that they did not create the pathway, but only walked upon a pathway that had been gifted to them. Had they not forgotten this, they could have remembered they were part of everything created because they were drinking from the one source and be able to see the connection that is always there. Therefore, do not judge the path another takes to drink from the water of life that you also drink. Instead, walk your own path with your heart on the destination and the beginning. Then when you bend to drink of the water of life, and you fill your cup with a connection to all things, and see the, you can see the reflection of the faces of all your relatives in the Lake of Harmony. I love that. And that was very much the, the belief of the Native Americans across the country. They understood that everybody had their own ways. You know, so they didn't, they didn't stand in judgment of somebody else's ways. You know, if Creator has made them to do things that way, that's the way they did things, and they respected that. They didn't try to change it. They didn't try to, you know, to, to subject them to, you know, following another's ways. In other words, they, right. honored, they honored them for what they were, you know. It's too bad people don't live that way today. It's uh, these, are, these are really tough and trying times that we're in, you know. Um, yes. It's just... Uh, and I feel sorry for the people that are, you know, the the nations now, the Native American nations now are under such tremendous stress, you know, with 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 all of the new technologies and everything else, you know, uh, for the young people to to hold on to their cultural heritage, right. you know, and and that's the groundedness, the rootedness, you know, 
uh, keeping your eye on the one source. Creator knows every name that a person uses to call on them from their heart. It doesn't make any difference what language it's in. It doesn't make any difference right. what name it is. And it all goes to one source. Well, you know, there was somebody that you and I both knew that had a wonderful, wonderful saying one time that I've taken as a teaching. Do you remember someone by the name of John Running Deer? Absolutely, and I had, I had the wonderful pleasure, thanks to you, of meeting Chief Running Deer, and he actually, when he, went and. When you invited me to the very small private powwow, I sat with him, and when he went up to say the prayer, he asked me to hold his uh, his uh, staff, and mm-hmm. the energy from that staff was so strong, I almost fell over, and I'm used to feeling energy. What was his saying? What was what? You said there was a saying that he had. <laughs> he, he had a number of sayings. My most oh. favorite one, and I'm going to put this out there just because this is a way that John would probably like to be remembered. John has, has crossed over a number of years ago now. Right. <laughs> but you remember John's wife. And yeah, he, uh, used he to was call talking her one time about the same thing that I just promis- mentioned, promiscuous. same different pathways. Right. He and uh, he was talking about he his wife. Home. He said he would come home, and one day he said there on the altar there would be a, a, a Buddha. And the next time he right. would come, he'd go in there, and there would be a, a Star, of, Star David, of David, or there would be a crucifix. <laughs> the blessed mother. Huh? <laughs> or, yeah, and, or and he says He said she he he says, called my, her He says, my wife is spiritually promiscuous. <laughs> I know, and, that was so funny. And what he was getting at is that she was being true to the spirit and honoring mm-hmm. all pathways. That's what he meant. But one of the one of the greatest sayings, I was standing with him one time at a powwow, mm-hmm. <laughs> and he was speaking to uh, uh, you know quite a large number of people there, um, as as was common. They would have the uh, uh, you know, any medicine person that was at a powwow do the opening and the blessings and things of this nature. Right. Well, John was talking to the people one day, so I put together this little thing afterwards because it was it struck me as so poignant and so true, you know, that, uh, and he put it in such a way, because John was such a down-to-earth person, he put it in such a way right. that everybody understood what he was talking about. You know, modern contemporary life has become so complex and diversified. Uh, you know, we can sometimes become utterly befuddled when it comes time to make a choice mm-hmm. on the best approach to doing something or accomplishing something in our lives. There are a multitude of different types, models, and functions of everything, from ideas, beliefs, preferences, and religions. You find yourself swayed one way or another in trying to discover your own path. Confusing, huh? <laughs> Pretty frustrating, too. All different pathways are there inviting you to travel, but everybody has to think, like, which one do I use? Right. Well, John was talking to them, and, and I suggest you consider a teaching that I found that led to a profound truth for me. And uh, John was talking to a gathering of multicultural people, and he stated, and I'm going to paraphrase this because I can't remember it from word to word because I give him a laugh when he said it. He says, all you people standing here in a circle, you have different phones with you, don't you? 
He mm-hmm. some some of you have AT and T. He says some have Verizon, some have Sprint, some have those other minute phones. He says. He says most of those phones are made by different makers too, and you have different models. I'll bet. The one thing they have in common is they all work when you use them properly. Nah. What John was saying is that the creator spirit is right. the destination of your call. It goes through no matter what brand or model of phone you're using. The important thing is whether you're dialing the number and you hit send. It's right. not important what make it is, what model it is, or how many other functions that phone has. You use the phone to make the call, and then you hit send. Right. And then he said, is it ringing? <laughs> he was. It, he so was, those were some profound teachings that he said, and what he was a one what basically was person. it was a thing of mutual respect for each other right. to not get tied up in the little things, the little differences, and look for the one big thing that's the same. Hmm. You know, so I'll always there, always remember that man. Always. Always, it was such a delight to meet him. It really was. A lot well, of you know, people. Well, you know how well he got along with you. You know that uh, little little Jewish lady that I I call my <laughs> my little Jewish spark plug because you have so much energy. You know, you the, know uh, I I don't know about you. I feel like there are people. My hands are red right now. I don't know if yours <laughs> are. There mm. must be a lot of people out there that are in need of healing. So, well, there's always lots be... of people that are in need of of all kinds of things, right? And there's you're, lots of people that are willing to be the conduit for those things to go through to them. Now, besides your native traditional healing, which you incorporate, you're also a Reiki master. Uh, yes, I'm a Reiki master teacher. I have been for a number of years, and so uh, are you I feeling do, this uh, energy that's going out to people right now? Well, you know, one of the sayings that I have, and that is, it's always about the healing. Because healing is always about love. And if you keep healing and love in the same sentence, then you're talking of Creator. Right, right. So if you are feeling that energy coming to you, our number here is 888-627-6008. There's so many questions that people, and people ask me, and I don't have the answers. So I'm going to ask you, because over the last several decades, people have become so curious about Native or Indian ways. And one of the things that, that I don't know, maybe it's a pet peeve or maybe it's just, but people will go into like a new age store and buy a, a, a tied up piece of um, sage and they'll go home, they'll light the sage and just run it across the room and mm-hmm. think that they're cleansing it. And they don't understand the proper way of smudging or cleansing. So well, it isn't, you... it isn't uh, their fault that they don't understand that. Okay? Right. Like, like, uh, like anything else, um, the tools that we use, and sage, uh, cedar, 
sweet grass and tobacco are basically spiritual tools that are utilized for various different things, as are other incenses and smells that are used by various cultures around the world. So what is the proper way of smudging or cleansing a room? Well, we're going to back that right up to where it starts. Okay. And it always starts with a thought in a person's mind. What is the intent? What is it that you want? Okay. Most of them want to clear away negative energy. Exactly. So once the intent the, the, the intent has been placed out there, I want to clear away something which is negative. It is through your intent and your actions utilizing the tools uh, to accomplish that which, which you hope. And you're doing it with faith that the Creator is hearing that and making that so. In other words, it's a circle. It starts with your intent, with your actions, and then you're waiting for it to happen. Now, different types of uh, tools, as I call them, sage, cedar, sweetgrass, tobacco, have different qualities to them. Sage is one of those ones that people use for cleansing. And what's interesting about that is that studies that have been done with sage, and of course our elders knew this a long time ago, Studies that have been done with sage seems to think that uh, seems to point out that when you burn sage and the smoke comes off the sage, it ionizes the air. It attracts negative ions. Mm-hmm. So the whole idea of cleansing uh, with the sage smoke or smoking a person, as they call it, or feathering a person, there's many different terms that are utilized for that, is to remove from the body's energy from the from the energy centers, the aura, if you will, the, the egg, whatever you want to call it, is to right. remove the negative off of that and move it out. Because in the, the rules of spiritual energy, like attracts like. So if you are removing and banishing uh, negative energy, you're replacing it with positive energy. And positive energy and negative energy do not attract. Okay, negative attracts negative, and positive attracts positive. So you're chasing so, it away, and you're replacing it with something else. So that's the whole breath. concept of, of utilizing the sage for the cleansing. Now, I've seen you do a room, and you do. The, each corner represents something and above and below. Right, okay. So we, what do the different directions represent? Well, there are, uh, the, the, and they are just representations. If you stop and think of, of where you are, every human being is what I call a go-between. Mm-hmm. We are spiritual beings that are having the, the blessing, if you will, the great gift of being able to live in material creation. We are spiritually experiencing that which Creator has created, and He wants us to be in good relation with that. In order to do that, you have to be balanced. So if you consider yourself standing, then you have four directions. You have the east, and the east where the sun comes up, which is the area of enlightenment. Mm -hmm. Okay. You have the south, okay, where the south winds blow. Okay, and it brings in, you know, the the warm sunshine and 
the growing things and things of that nature. You have the west, which brings in the rains, and you have the north, which brings in, you know, the cold winds and teaches endurance and and all of these sort of things. But you also have an above and you have a below. Now, if you're standing in the center of that, you're actually surrounded by everything in creation. That's what's symbolic of the four directions. Now, different uh, nations will attach different attributes to each of the directions, okay? Now, I like to think that there's six sacred directions, and I just said those. But if you put your mind on the center, which is within yourself, which is really where the center of your universe is, that's the seventh sacred direction. That's the balance point. That's where we strive to walk what I call the beauty way, try to walk in balance with all things. Hmm. So that's, uh, uh, and they've they've even given it uh, different colors and stuff. But the four directions is also symbolic of of other things. There's four cycles in your life. You're you're born as an infant, Then then you're a child, then you're an adult, and then you're the old person, and you're in that cycle. The same thing happens with um, uh, things that you want to accomplish in your life. They start out as a as a baby thought, okay, and then you put them in action as a child with all the exuberance of a child. You're all excited. You're getting into them. Then you get the understanding of the adult, and finally end up with the wisdom of the older one because you've seen how those things have worked in that cycle of ages or the four directions, if you will. And that goes along with why this program is called Discover Your Potential. Everyone has such great potential. If they only knew how powerful Creator had made them. Right. You know, the when we talk about the, the smudging and things of this nature, you know, you, you'll, I, I've heard things like, oh, no, that's, that's all part of witchcraft and, and things of this nature. I know, I but yet if you take a look holistically of the peoples on the earth and right. see how many people in their own religions utilize something which is just as similar, you know, whether it be the incense sensors that are, that are, uh, that are done in, uh, you know, uh, religious ceremonies and churches and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, or the incense which is which is burned by the uh, uh, the Buddhist or the you know the the Shinto priests or whatever, you know. And a good example is, uh, you know, in uh, here in the United States, and then uh, uh, the, the the majority of the people would say, well, incense don't have any anything to do with religion. Well, I beg to differ. You know, Psalms tells me that, uh, you know, the incense is symbolic of the prayers of the people rising. The burning of incense was uh, symbolic of the people rising up to, to meet Creator. That's in Psalms, and it's also in Revelation. So, you know, I, I take a look at, at uh, that, and I say, well, you know what? Everybody's going back to the common, and that's I think is where the interest in the indigenous cultures from around the world are are uh, awakening people again, because it's taking them back to the more simple times. Because spirituality does not have to be as complicated as people make it out to be. Right, and some people make it very complicated. Oh yeah, 
Oh, yeah. Uh, for, uh, for whatever reasons, uh, I found that to be the case. I, I, and I don't know if, if you can't take yourself out of your spirituality. You have no business talking to other people about it. Right. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I can be very we're, blunt. <laughs> we're we're going to take a short break. When we come back, which will be very soon, I want to talk about uh, many people have asked me why so many people of Native American background or Indian background have their Indian names with animals and birds. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk, when we return from our break, I want to talk about how people get their Native names and is there a ceremony that goes along with that? Mm-hmm. And I also want to talk about, because people have asked me, what what are animal totems? And they'll even ask me, well, what's my totem? Well, I can't give them that answer. <laughs> how does one know what their totem is? Yeah. Is there a specific ceremony? I know how I got mine. It was during a healing ceremony. Mm-hmm. And it's the wolf. That beautiful gray wolf with beautiful blue eyes. So, Gordon, we're going to take a short break. Cindy Gilman is a certified holistic and Reiki and energy practitioner, as well as a spiritual medium. As a spiritual medium and empath, she conducts individual personal consults either by phone or in her office. All sessions are professional and confidential. For a phone consultation or in-office appointment, go to www.cindygilman.com or call 401-885-4115. Welcome back. And if you would like to call in, our number is 888-627-6008. So let's talk about names and how important the specific animals and birds that are in people's names and how they get their names. Okay. Well, first off, it isn't just animals and birds. There's the, the, the diversity of names is is uh, quite <clears throat> quite widespread. You know. Okay. Uh, I've I've seen some some rather interesting names, and and, it, and at first glance, when you hear the name, you're, you're absolutely confused until you hear the story about how the name was selected. You know, it wasn't uncommon that, uh, uh, you know, you'd have uh, someone that was named for a significant event that happened or something that occurred at or around their birth, and mm-hmm. for their name to change as they grew older as well perhaps based upon, uh, uh, you know, some life occurrence or um, something significant that they did or perhaps even, uh, uh, you know, stepping across the threshold into a new responsibility. Uh, their names would change, you know, that way. So, And I've uh, heard that over a person's life their name can change. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it, it can change. But generally what happens now, especially in today's societies, you know, where uh, your name is basically uh, uh, attached for life, you know, and it's on your birth certificate and it's on your driver's license and, 
you know, on every credit card you've got and things of that nature. It doesn't have a tendency to change too much unless you go to the courtroom, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was during the the simpler times, it was, uh, you know, uh, was not uncommon to have a name, uh, you know, a name to change. And, of course, that would have to be uh, introduced to the people so they understood who they were talking to after that. But So is um, there a specific ceremony to give a person a name? A specific one uh, that, that, is, that goes across all the different nations? No. Uh, there, the naming ceremonies are done in many different ways. Some are, um, some are quite, uh, quite elaborate, as a matter of fact. Uh, you know, the more common, uh, common way that I've seen them occur is usually done uh, you know, within sacred space because the, the, the giving of a name was considered to be sacred, you know. Um, and it would it would be done in such a way that uh, the new name would be given out uh, with it usually an explanation. Uh, no, well, I don't say usually. Uh, sometimes with an explanation of how the name came to be. And the reason that I gave it with uh, with a caveat like that is that some names come from spirit right. and are recognized in a sacred setting only. They're not they're not utilized in a you know. Uh, a public setting. So, for example, the most a, a spirit extension on a name is what uh, whoever's done the naming or has received the information mm-hmm. uh, is understanding what spirit is calling you, certainly what the the uh, the people around you are calling you. And once again, that's that's the reason is because you know you're both spiritual and you're material. You're both spiritual and physical. What's okay, the most the unusual name you've ever heard? I'm sorry? What's the most unusual name you've heard? Well, um, let's see. Uh, the most unusual name. Uh, let's or see. one of them. Well, you know, uh, let's see. Um, I must have heard a funny one because you just laughed. Yeah, well, I, well there <laughs> have been some funny ones, but, you know... Uh, uh, they don't want to share yeah, those. You can, you can, you can. Let's let's go ahead and take a famous name. Okay. And I'm not going to explain the famous name. It's it's actually a name of a medicine person. Okay. Okay. Who's crossed over? But the name can have many meanings. Okay. Uh, rolling thunder. Mm. Okay. Now, rolling thunder. If you if you take the the the, the two words and put them together, that's like. Uh, you know, a, a, a deep sound that rolls across the country. Right. Okay. In other words, it's a voice that's heard. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's basically what it would mean. Now, how you know how that individual got that name? I don't. I don't know that story. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you want to, if you want to get uh, uh, to giggle about it, you know, that name can have another another meaning. Let's say, for example, that uh, someone that just uh, goes into a place and and uh, just disrupts the place, like a big clap of thunder oh, every dear. time they go, rolling thunder. Oh dear. Okay. Yeah, you know. So I have to be careful, you know, with uh, uh, in in doing that and not making any prejudgments on a person's name. <laughs> You know, so I mean, God, God, God forbid. You know, when when you're born, you know that 
your your name is uh, struck with lightning or something. You know, <laughs> uh, so here. many now you know so why many names struck by have, lightning. <laughs> so many names have birds attached. Yeah, to them. Uh, birds and uh, every uh, bird. Birds were common, uh, especially in the females, you know, uh, uh, bluebird or, um, you know, little sparrow or, mm-hmm. or something of this nation. You know, and, and, when, and that brings up the point, you know, why did they use them? It was the attributes of that which they were named after that, that was seen in the person that got that name. Hmm. So, for, you know, for example... Uh, you know, let's let's say his name was uh, uh, Singing Crow. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was constantly going around and and letting everybody know about everything that went on. Just like Crow will sit there and let you know that you know somebody strange has come into the woods. And... Isn't Crow a messenger? Yes. Uh huh. Crow is one of the messenger birds, just like Blue Jay. And that that was one of the major attributes that they would have. They you know they have it. They have sharp eyesight. Mm-hmm. You know they, they're uh, they're aware of their surroundings, and they let everybody know if something comes into the surroundings that that is unusual or shouldn't be there or things of this nature. Right. And Very so, often people will ask me, "Oh, a a dove came and and sat on my windowsill," or. Um, a cardinal. What does a red cardinal mean? Well, mm-hmm. wouldn't it have several different meanings for? Oh, they can have yeah. They can have several different them. meanings. It's funny you bring cardinal up. That's my 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 mother's uh, uh, favorite favorite bird, and that's her favorite colors too. You know, red and red and uh, uh, just <laughs> if given a choice between two car colors, you'll always go for red. Really? Yeah. yeah it just so um, her native name is. Well, my mother's native name is Seven Feathers. Seven Feathers. And uh, her native name was given to her because she, well, she's our clan mother. Right. And for, the, for your listeners, uh, so that you understand uh, my heritage, I am uh, French-Canadian and Native American. I am what is called a Mati. I'm a mixed blood. And my mother is the clan mother of our family clan. And she had seven children. So each of the children was a feather. That was her. Uh-huh. Name, that, that her name is Seven Feathers. When she was made clan mother of our family clan, that was the name that was given to her. Um, you know, by the, by the medicine people. So each each of the feathers was representative of one of her children. Right. So that's kind of how the native names work. Now, in the process of how do you get a name? Okay. Uh, Lots of times, people would go up and ask somebody that that they thought was a medicine person. Right. Okay. Now, in medicine, in the Native American culture, we're not talking about allopathic medicine as, as right. you know, as going to see a doctor. Right. To them, um, spiritual power is medicine. Right. Okay. So they they called it medicine, and that um, that medicine person, just like yourself, Cindy, who is a go-between, what I call a go-between, that can go between mm-hmm. the spirit world and, and the living, they would get a name that would come to them from the spirit world about the attributes of the person that was looking to be named. So, you know, they generally speaking, we would have to know something about you. 
Now, would okay. this have to be done within a sacred circle, within a lodge? It generally is done that way, yes, because of the uh, the the naming in in today in in most of today's place where people get native names. Okay, um, it, it's being done in such a way that it's uh, has a spiritual annotation to it. Mm-hmm. So if it's spiritual in nature, it should be done in what they call sacred space. In other words, space now, explain that has to been the cleansed and cleared and dedicated to that purpose. Can you explain what sacred space is? Well, sacred space. Sacred space can be any place that you are. It is based upon the intent and the respect that you have for spirit to make that place just as holy as it can be in order to accomplish what it is that you would like to accomplish. You don't go into, uh, uh, you don't go into any spiritual aspect dirty so you cleanse yourself. You wanna, if you're going to invite spirit into your life, you try to make your house as clean as possible. And that's the reason for the cleansing uh, and things of this nature. And it's the intent of what it is that you're doing that sets up the respect within you in order to ask. In other words, you humble yourself because you're asking for help. So the space should be sacred, just like the the new lodge that I built in my backyard over my my sacred circle. You know, the a lodge is a lodge. You know, it's a it's a place to to. Uh, it, Ultimately, was a place to live, but if it's dedicated to a purpose, it can take on something else. It can become a church. So, and ultimately, what I'm saying is that sacred space is a portable church. It can be set up any place that you feel is appropriate to it. it doesn't have to have four walls. You can so, set up sacred space within yourself. If you right. go to what I call the looks within place in your mind, you can mm-hmm. do and have sacred space within your mind as you commune with, with spirit. Because so when light, you, the source is always there. Right. And you use your sacred space and lodge specifically for spiritual work and healing. That is the primary um, uh, intent of, of my lodge. Uh, my sacred space that I've had out there, it was put together uh, with the intent of being able to lift up other people's prayers, uh, you know, by me putting the tobacco into the fire and sending those prayers up on the smoke and letting the winds just carry it everywhere, you know, for the people. So the, the what it isn't a place that makes a person sacred. It's what's done within a place that makes the place sacred. Correct. You know, so uh, if I've dedicated to it to that, for example, in my lodge out there, I have a stove. That stove is just for heating the lodge. Right. If I'm going to do ceremony, I have a ceremonial fire area that I do for just ceremony. I keep the two separate. Now, when a lodge is made for, used for other people, there there is a fire keeper outside the lodge, correct? Generally, there would be a, a, a fire keeper. If you're doing a ceremony, 
Okay, in my case, because I'm an individual, you know, I don't have other people that that do anything with me uh, outside of my wife now. But uh, Mm -hmm. if you're going to do a a larger ceremony, uh, anyone that ever has the the opportunity to be uh, invited to uh, Native American ceremonies, and, and out of respect, you should never go to those uninvited. But uh, exactly. they would notice certain things that are done in certain ways. They'll have somebody that's dedicated to the fire. They'll have someone that's dedicated to uh, um, maintaining uh, the cleansing of the people that come into the circle. Just a, a number of, of different things that go in so that everything can be done uh, in, Sadly, in a respectful way. Right. Sadly, there are people out there that are doing this without, and I don't mean with malintent, but they're they're just allowing people into the lodge without properly cleansing them or allowing. Yeah, I, yeah, I I think probably what you might be alluding to is the, what I call the stone, stone person lodge or sweat lodge. Right. Um, yeah, there's there seems to be a lot of that that going on, and in many cases, I consider that to be, you know, uh, probably a cultural misappropriation. Exactly. You know, but uh, and I'm not saying that sweat lodges are are bad that people are doing because there, there's there's uh, sweats and saunas done all over the world, right. and and in many of those, especially in some of the, the Scandinavian countries. Uh, you know, they have certain rituals and things that they do within their sweats, too, that can make them a, a right. spiritual thing. So. But, yeah, but you're how right. can we warn some of our listeners who may just want to jump into a sweat lodge without knowing whether it's traditional and proper? Well, I think... Uh, the, my biggest caution is that you don't jump on board with anyone that you don't know. Okay. And you don't jump on board with anyone that does not know you. Okay, because uh, uh, those two things are are, uh, are, are paramount to having, uh, you know, uh, the purpose of the, of the lodge being successful. Okay, to do it... Uh, First and foremost, uh, my biggest thing, and you know this, Cindy, um, yep. I have never charged ever for any ceremonies that I have ever done in, within my family or in any other teachings or anything that I have done, right. okay, because it's not anything that I'm doing. It's just something that's coming through me to others, okay? So the first thing I would caution people, that they're, if they're saying, hey, sign up for this and $300 down and $400 here when you get here? No. Right. Okay, but that's just me. Run the other way. Yeah, that's just me. Because then I, I, I'm thinking that the intent for doing for doing it has gotten away from the healing. Exactly. And if it's gotten away from the healing, it's gotten away from the love. And if it's gotten away from the love, it's gotten away from the respect for Creator. And if it's gotten away from respect, respect for Creator, it's gotten away from the respect for the Creator's people. And for people who just, you know, there are people who just want to go to some big lodge where there are many, many people. Um, 
just for the fun of it, just to experience it, mm-hmm. that's that's not the way to go. Well, that I mean, we have a lot of there's a lot of people out there that are really searching. You know, they're searching for whatever path because they're lost. Right. Okay. And and uh, I understand those people. You know, and those are the ones that you and I we try to assist in in right. their path work. And then you have another group of people out there that seem to have what they call a bucket list. <laughs> you know, and they're the same ones that uh, <laughs> I, I hate to say it. They're the same ones that are that uh, that love the fact of look at how many subscribers I've got on my YouTube channel. Look how many right. friends I have on Facebook or followers on Instagram or followers on Twitter. Right. You know, that's the same. That's the same category. And it's not at all the same when it comes down to it, because it just it dilutes everything. It takes it it takes the emphasis off where it's supposed to be. Okay, it's Which not as complicated yeah. as they're making it. Spirituality is 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 much simpler than that. Well, the other thing is when you when you properly go into a lodge. Sometimes, if a person has a certain either emotional illness or negative energy, it can shift the whole energy of the people in the lodge. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. So you know, the, the important thing is that has to be those very kind of careful. things. That that's the whole idea about the cleansing. In a case like that, you know, where where someone has those specific issues, just like you mentioned, it would probably not be in a group setting that, that, uh, you know, a medicine person might take that person into a lodge. You know, it would would probably be by by themselves or perhaps with with some strong support in there that, that would be able to, you know, direct that energy where it needs to be. You know, but uh, there are so many different uh, methodologies that are used by the medicine people, and they all have their own ways and their own medicines. Uh, as you as you well know, with with your contact with some of the medicine people, that uh, uh, you've seen them do certain things. You right. know that they all do things slightly different. The other thing before we have to go, and this hour has passed very quickly, um, so I hope you'll come back. Um, People will often ask me, well, what's my animal totem? And that's not a question I can answer. Um, Mm -hmm. And that also comes through, through some spiritual ceremony often. but there is there's a wonderful book called Animal Speak oh, yeah. by Ted Andrews. Mm-hmm. Do you often suggest that to people? I I have suggested that to people. Not so much about what uh, uh, what is being said about each specific animal within there, okay? Right. Because that can you know that may or may not apply to the individual. But if you take a look at the chapters that that surround the, the the definitions of the animals and the totems and stuff, that gives you an understanding of why you might 
be considering a certain animal or why you think a certain animal is considering you. And it's the attributes and it's the spiritual significance of what right. that means. Well, these, I mean, do, we these don't... These things are just keys. They're, they, they unlock certain understandings within us. Right. They unlock certain doors or they or they have an attribute that we, we find that we want to incorporate in our life, whether it's physical or, or spiritual. And it's a, really a, a way for people to shape-shift their reality into what it is that they hope is for the highest good for themselves. Well, I thank you for being with me today, and I hope that this has been educational and informative and enlightening to our audience. Cindy Gilman is a certified holistic and Reiki and energy practitioner, as well as a spiritual medium. As a spiritual medium and empath, she conducts individual personal consults either by phone or in her office. All sessions are professional and confidential. For a phone consultation or in-office appointment, go to www.cindygilman.com or call 401-885-4115. Hello, I am Ron Hayden of Voices Unlimited. I've been writing and voicing radio and television commercials, toys, games, corporate sales and training, and so much more for over 25 years nationally and globally. I will write or co-write and voice your radio or TV spots on hold messages or whatever you need in one of my many voices or celebrity voices, custom characters, or an announcer voice. A great gift idea. Have me make a celebrity phone call for a special occasion. Just go to www.ronhayden.com to sample my voice demos. Email me at rhvoices1 at msn.com. I look forward to working with you in a high voice, a low voice, or just my voice. My business has lost its upward momentum. I'm working up to 14 hours a day, but my sales seem to have plateaued. I'm so overwhelmed. I used to have that same problem, but ever since I found the Balanced Millionaire Consulting Firm, our sales and profits have risen sharply. Even our staff is more engaged, and the atmosphere is full of energy. I have no time to work on my business to develop new sales and marketing strategies. I would love to expand, have strategic partnerships, and access to financing. You can do all of that and more. The Balanced Millionaire Consulting Team advises you on streamlining your operations, establishing alliances, and most importantly, increasing your revenues and profits. Let us help you build value and reduce stress in your business. Take charge. Don't let your business control your life. Visit TheBalancedMillionaire.com or call 442-224-0160 for a free consultation. That's 442-224-0160 or TheBalancedMillionaire.com.